Sherwood.com. Law Talk with Bill Sherwood is brought to you by Sherwood Legal Services. The lawyers on air are not able to give advice about any given person's legal problem over the air. Giving legal advice requires confidentiality. Attorney-client privilege won't protect conversations literally being broadcast from a radio. If you call into this show, the attorneys don't represent you unless you sign a retainer. No paperwork, no representation. You have no expectation of privacy or attorney-client privilege on a call. This is a live broadcast. It does not get less confidential than this. The attorneys can't predict how any given legal matter will turn out. Lawyers give legal advice. They can't give you tailored advice about your legal problems without an in-person interview. Please call in with your general legal questions. This is Talk Radio 680, WCBM and WCBM.com. It's time now for Law Talk with Bill Sherwood. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on another Sunday afternoon. We have a pretty good show here for you today. We're going to be having conversations about the business of personal injury, uh, some larger personal injury cases and jury cases. And um, as always, we're going to start off with our introductions. I'm Bill Sherwood with Sherwood Legal Services and do a lot of real estate, family law, as well as civil litigation. And I'm also joined by Yosef Cooperman. I'm Joseph Cooperman. I represent policyholders and insurance companies in disputes about property and casualty insurance. I swear it's not boring. <laughs> and we're also joined by John Koch of the Koch Insurance Agency. Hey, guys. I'm, this is John Koch with the Koch Insurance Agency. Uh, I represent primarily Allstate Insurance, and we help families insure for their life insurance, their homeowners, their auto, and, and business insurance. So, uh, And also today, too, I, we want to encourage... We, we want to have some interaction, so we want people to call in. So we're going to give away a $20 gift card today to the – do we want to do the best caller of the day or the first caller of the day? How, how do we want to do this, Bill? You're in charge. Oh, okay. So I, I'll, let's let's just do the first caller, so that way we get you know we'll we get, get things rolling there. off. All <laughs> okay. right. That, that sounds good. So $20 to the first caller that has it. – it's got to be a decent question, though, related yeah. to the topic. So Yeah, uh, they just say, hi, it's me. I want a gift card. We yeah, might we yeah, might talk yeah. to them for we'll, a bit and right. see where they are. So, but uh, Yeah, the number's for them to call in. 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680, or if you're a little bit out of the, uh, on the long distance side of things, 1-800-922-6680. And speaking of gift cards, we do have a gift card going out to Ashley Wentz of Baltimore for our, uh, lawyer joke of the week, and Joseph's gonna take it from here. A mother and her child are walking through a graveyard, um, and they're, as they're walking along, the kid says, Mommy, do they ever bury two people in the same grave? The mommy's a little worried because kids will see stuff and say the most crazy stuff. That's the nature of being little kids. She says, Why do you think that? The kid says, Look at the headstone. It says, Lawyer and an honest man. <laughs> that, but up, but up. That's my favorite of, of so far. That's so far, the, that's the best. That's your winner? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Ashley's going to be getting a gift card from Towson Deli North. Uh, we want to thank Towson Deli North for providing that gift card. And uh, just uh, reach out to us over to the law, new Law Talk website. It's actually up and running. It's uh, law-talk.show. Um, you could see 
both the uh, YouTube uploads of these shows as well as a link to the podcast. So, um, you know, we're, we're moving along, moving the show into the 21st century. <laughs> so if you happen to be on New York computer, double-check uh, www.law-talk.show. And submit your jokes. Yes. Uh, we're looking for, for new jokes for uh, each week, so... Lawyer jokes, preferably. I yes. guess we could have an insurance guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Jokes, but, but, Maybe uh, we should have them beat on you for a yeah, couple that's weeks, too. <laughs> fair, that's fair game. We're yeah. fair game. Lawyer jokes is really a more classic genre. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, e- easier target. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, and deservedly yeah. so. Um, so, you know, w- when Joseph and I were in law school, uh, we were actually shown a case that everybody's heard of. Um, it was Liebeck v. McDonald's, and I'm sure everybody uh, kind of remembers this case. The lady uh, burned herself with a cup of coffee, and, and everybody thought she kind of won the lottery because she had such a large um, windfall from the case. But if you do a little bit of background research, the case was a lot a lot more horrific than what people think. I'm going to let Yosef uh, set up the case. So uh, Liebeck v. McDonald's, isn't, it's, a, it's trial court opinion because everyone settled before you have a nice appeal. Um, the woman spills coffee on herself. It's super hot coffee, or you might say, I've had a lot of socialism. It's normally hot coffee, which <laughs> happens to also be scaldingly hot and incredibly dangerous. You know, 187 she, degrees. Eight days in the hospital, third degree burns to, uh, to her crotch and in her thigh, skin grafts, like 16% of her skin winds up burned because the coffee spills on uh, sweatpants and sweatpants hold the, the hot liquid against the skin and cause horrific injuries. And the case is fascinating for two reasons. First, it's, it's an important case for understanding the movement towards tort reform because it triggers a large amount of people saying that the juries are run, a large amount of complaints about runaway juries. But it's also interesting from a, a legal perspective, not because of any particular issue of law, which, again, also cool, but because of the, the bid pattern. Right. Um, when you have one of these suits, the lawyers try to settle it. And Good lawyers try to settle it. Exactly. Yeah. And when you look at the negotiation patterns, McDonald's doesn't settle. So pre-suit, the uh, the plaintiffs wanted uh, twenty thousand twenty thousand dollars to settle it. They had ten thousand dollars in medical bills, and uh, the plaintiff's daughter had to take off work to take care of her for weeks. And they totaled that at around I think eight thousand, from when I read online. Right. And which sounds really reasonable. Exactly. You think which McDonald's dirt, would have is, jumped is, on that. Is, if it was a car crash, I would say it was dirt cheap. McDonald's was willing to pay eight hundred dollars. Right. By the time they're at trial, McDonald's has turned down offers for ninety k, um, three hundred and uh, three ninety thousand and three hundred thousand. They've had a mediator tell them to pay two hundred twenty-five thousand. They get to trial, and law school. They discuss how the the lawyers. Um, allegedly, because, you know, people throw stones after this kind of loss, right. um, argued that they were, you know, that McDonald's was industry standard and that, you know, they, that wasn't responsible. And they can't get hit with 160K in compensatory damages and a $2.7 million punitive fine for selling scal- scalding coffee. And Joseph, right. you said the industry yeah. standard was. Well, McDonald's sells most of the coffee in the world, apparently. At right. least they did in 94. Yeah. Um, and, it's still people still sell coffee that hot today. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the fascinating legal issue is whether yeah. or not that was um, that was tortious. That was uh, tortious to go and sell coffee that hot. I think that you know a lot of this. You know, everybody. You know, it was it was basically a political football back then. You know, it, it started to the tort reform movement. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot. You know, a lot of companies were saying. You know, this is why you know we we need to be able to put limits on these things. The lady just spilled a cup of coffee. They were kind of cutting out some of the things, like you know, sixteen percent of her body had third degree burns. Yeah, you know, major the, yeah. the amount of time in the hospital. Now, I mean, 
Yes, she was sitting in a Ford Pro, but didn't have cup holders. You know, maybe, you know, at least they didn't try to go after Ford for not having cup holders in the car. But so, and also, if you look back at the uh, the lady, uh, uh, Liebeck, she had never sued anybody in her life right. prior to this. It wasn't like somebody was like a slip in Jimmy or something or other that you know wanted to always go after. But you somebody. know that, that captures a lot of the way people talk about tort plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. They think it's important. Oh, you've never sued anyone before because they think suing people is immoral right. because you know. Uh, it's terrible the way that people want to be compensated when they're injured. And I think when the case started, if you look as an outsider looking in, I think a lot of people thought that this was, hey, this this woman's hit the lottery. Boy, she's really, really yeah, exactly. on her way. Because like most reporting about the legal system, the reporting was terrible. It didn't talk about eight days of hospitalization and third-degree burns. It was like, oh, someone spilled coffee on themselves and got paid, you know, uh, got paid about $3 million, <laughs> which realistically, the judge reduced it to 640000 uh reduced the punitive down to, to a total award of 640,000 and then on appeal the case settled it settled confidentially but i saw you know news articles on it reporting that it had settled for somewhere below 600,000 or according to another one 500,000 no one really knows cuz it's confidential hey let's pause that thought we've got a call in uh we've got John in Baltimore he's got a question a little bit off topic topic but uh let's go ahead and see what he needs to talk about hey John uh, you're on law talk what can we talk to you about how are you today good how's it going it's going well. And by the way, all lawyers are not uh, uh, crazy or whatever because I have a daughter that's a lawyer in San Francisco, and she's a sweetheart. Congratulations <laughs> <Yeah>. on that. <laughs> well, don't, don't let don't let the word get out that we're not all crazy. Um. <laughs> anyway, I have um, I was lucky enough to get some stock in my company, and I have five children. She's one of them. And I know they've got the new tax laws, but everybody's still worried about the last ones up to April 15th, so we haven't heard too much about the new ones. So I guess my question is, this stock that I have, uh, should I still hold on to it, or should I give it to my uh, uh, children uh, now, uh, because I'm worried about, you know, uh, if uh, if I die and it's worth $80, uh, that's, uh, that's what it was at. Uh, but if I give it to them now, it goes back to maybe the $50 that I got it at. So I'm wondering, did the law change? Should I, uh, what should I do? Should I give them the stock uh, now or should I put it in my will and then they'll get it or used to get it at whatever it was at that day? Okay. So first off, whenever somebody comes to me with a question I don't know the answer to, I tell you straight up, I have no clue. <laughs> but what I want to do is get your information to put you in touch with one of the attorneys I know that does estate planning. Okay. Uh-huh. And we're we're actually uh, trying to hoodwink him in to come in in a few weeks and have a conversation with us along with some estate planners and uh, some other people. And I think that's going to be the 27th, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, I, um, Especially with all the new changes to the law. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I always try to surround myself with people that know more than me. And this is something I have no clue about. And I don't want to give you any kind of information one way or another. So um, what I'm going to... Okay, so uh, we're getting ready to go to a commercial break. I'm going to ask you to uh, stay on the line. We're going to get your contact information, and then we're going to um, reach out to you tomorrow and put you in touch with somebody who can have an answer and to And I'm going to send you the gift card because I like the question. So, yeah, so uh, I appreciate you calling in, John. <laughs> so we got to get your address. So they'll give, I'll give somebody else my name and address. Yeah. And yes. Um, Zeph, Zeph is our engineer extraordinaire today, and he's going to be taking care of you and getting that information, and I'll reach out to you tomorrow and make sure you're okay. All right? And you guys have a wonderful show. Thank, Thank you for the Thank call. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in, and we're getting ready to go to commercial uh, after this. 
Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com or call them 443-776-1846. I make magic happen when you call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And this is the founder of the company, Brian Scudamore. I'm proud to announce that 1-800-GOT-JUNK is now the official sponsor of spring cleaning. I thought we were the unofficial sponsor. We were, but now it's official. Who had the power to make us the official sponsors of spring cleaning? Mother Nature, of course. She appreciates the fact that we recycle so much of the junk we make disappear. That's great, Brian. But when did Mother Nature make this happy announcement? When you breathe clean air and smell sweet flowers and taste fresh fruit and see a clear blue sky... That's Mother Nature shouting, good job, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We're the original and world's largest full-service junk removal company. We're happy to crawl through your attic and dig through your basement to make junk disappear. We work until midnight, seven days a week. Just call us 90 minutes before you need us to be there. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Most doctors are not trained to diagnose and treat hidden car accident injuries like muscle spasms, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The problem is that soft tissue injuries are not always visible on x-rays. One of the best ways to detect hidden injuries is a thermography scan. Call Dr. Mitch Adolph, D.C. at 1711 York Road, Lutherville, 1-800-511-BACK to schedule your free thermography scan. Space is limited. Call 800-511-BACK today to schedule your free thermography scan. Spice up your wardrobe with Needlepoint. Baldwin Belts is a Baltimore-based Needlepoint company offering Maryland-themed and other various custom designed belts as well as accessories all their products are 100% hand stitched handmade and are guaranteed to last choose from one of Baldwin Belt's unique designs or customize your own belt to tell your individual story their custom made products make great wedding gifts and graduation presents have a big event coming up customize a key fob to use as promotional product or gift item visit baldwinbelts.com for more information when you got married you took a vow to always be there for each other till death do you part but what if the unthinkable happens would your spouse be able to make it alone financially you need all state life insurance baltimore all state agent john coke can help you get the coverage you need at an affordable price call john at 410-931-1476 and ask for a complimentary life insurance review are you in good hands life insurance offered by all state life insurance company northbrook illinois and lincoln benefit life company lincoln nebraska the american bullion center in Timonium pays the highest cash price for u.s gold silver and your coin collections even though the price of gold and silver changes daily your coin collections are at record high prices the american bullion center will pay the highest cash price 
price for all your gold, sterling, silver, and U.S. coins. The America Bullion Center is located at 2334 York Road in Timonium, just north of the fairgrounds and just south of Pedonia Road. Phone 410-825-2334, license 2528. That's the American Bullion Center. Things are happening. What's happening in our country? Fast. Inform the American people. The memos. This is earth-shaking. Tipping point. It's worse than Watergate. America's budget. a genuine breakthrough. This budget. Pelosi holding our military hostage. The tools to fight and to win. The DACA deal. Here we are. A tough spot for Democrats. Shut down. Citizenship for 1.8 million dreamers. The stock market. Edging us in the markets. Nosedive. Many more days like this. Don't worry about it. Things are happening. That is what's happening here on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back to Law Talk. Uh, before the break and before the caller, we were uh, discussing the Liebeck versus McDonald's case. And, um, you know, we kind of touched upon a lot of the um, issues with, you know, how the case went from a lady spilling coffee and what should have been an open negotiation that ended up being a long, drawn-out jury trial. Um, so, just to you know, to kind of reiterate, you know, they wrote a letter. The plaintiffs wrote a letter to McDonald's asking for a small a settlement in the grand scheme of how things pl- uh, worked out, and they offered a basic throwaway offer of eight hundred dollars. Mm. And then by the end of it, you know, McDonald's had skipped two court-ordered mediations. Because their um, their their trial strategy was based on they wanted to set a precedent that nobody else would come after them, so they wanted to have their day in court. They you know they shopped around the uh, jurisdiction and found that hey, you know this jurisdiction has never had a product's liability finding against a defendant, so we're good we're good here. And apparently they weren't. It's kind of amazing that it, nothing like that had happened prior to that to me. Oh, it, it had. That's why they got burned. It's just that they always uh, they settled it. They well, settled it. The, the um, lawyer they, uh, they used was named Ken Wagner. And he had six months prior to Libex settled another case with McDonald's for another coffee burn. So, and, you know, that's how he got on their radar. So he'd already, you know, he already went a couple rounds with them on his prior. And I guess they got tired of hearing from him, like, oh, man, he's going to be hitting us every week. <laughs> but um, so, you know, in most personal injury cases, the business is, you know, we, as attorneys, we'll go to the to the defendants or the defendant's insurance company and start try to start a dialogue to avoid going to court. Is that what you were mentioning, the bidding process? That's, right. Is that a common? Yep. Every yeah. time. You go always, ahead, Joseph. You, you yeah. negotiate. Usually... You, uh, most, most personal injury cases settle. Um, in fact, there's a, a larger trend that I'm not sure we'll have time to talk about today. Civil jury trials are dying out. No one wants them. They're too unpredictable. Um, and everyone has instead goes and settles cases. So if you have a uh, personal injury claim, what usually happens most of the time is that unless there's some big factual con- issue, then there's like a, a dispute, then you settle it. And even then, maybe you settle it anyway. And very few cases actually get to trial. Hmm. And What's fascinating when you look at it, because one of the ways you, to ask how much a case is worth, you know, most cases don't don't settle, is to look, well, what about these missed opportunities? And it's pretty clear that a McDonald's radically over uh, overestimated its uh, radically over uh, underestimated its risk, um, because obviously, you know, when the result came back, they got they got soaked. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a horrendous loss. Yeah. And 
they could have bought out of it for 20000 That's what's fascinating because of the decision-making process, because they walked into that courtroom with, you know, competent lawyers and well-informed decisions, thinking that they would probably win. Yeah. Um, and... And that's generally the job of the lawyers to yeah, exactly. really prevent the well, case from captures, getting to court. It captures how the, the lawyers don't really – it captures when we say, oh, lawyers can't – you know, we can't predict how individual cases will turn out. Well, these lawyers certainly couldn't. <laughs> right. I mean, before trial, one of them thought it was worth 20000 the other thought it was worth 800 Right. And maybe they would have had more money if the people had come down. But So in preparation for, for the show, I uh, watched the uh, documentary about the case called Hot Coffee. And, you know, I, I got, got a little bit of the insider football on it because, you know, they, they talked to everybody in the case. So the uh, attorney, again, Ken Wagner, he the day before settlement, I mean, the day before the uh, hearing, he tried to do a settle where he said, look, if I can get your mom $50,000, I won't take a dime. He was just trying to get her something because he was trying to be a good attorney and cover his client because there is no way of knowing what a jury outcome will be. So he was willing to take a loss because all that prep time and everything else, he was willing just to do what was right for his client, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, McDonald's came in, threw the gauntlet down. You know, they, they said, you know, we sell billions of cups of coffee every so often. And, and over the last, you know, X amount of years, we've only scalded 700 people. Right. <laughs> and he named a list of them all. Well, that one case that, uh, Wagner had settled prior wasn't among those 700. So that gave him the opportunity to go in and say, look, you know, you're saying these are all the people. I think you might have missed some people because, Here's this case. Here's you know. Here's where you know we we went to court before. What about this guy? Why is he among your seven hundred? So the jury started to question more and more about McDonald's there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to add on a level, kind of on a on a more larger level, it's not like this is the only coffee case. Right. It's just this is the only big winner. Right. Most of the time, courts agree with McDonald's or the the coffee provider. Right. And they usually do it by saying that it's not unreasonable to serve the coffee that hot. And that adds another wrinkle to understanding what actually happened in this famous tort case is that most of the time it looks like McDonald's was right. I mean, most of the time you yeah. try these cases on, you know, with different juries, with different judges, they win. Yeah. I mean, they usually get the, the usual answer is McDonald's gets, a, gets what defense will call a zero, right. um, where the plaintiff recovers nothing. Joseph, what was the actual settlement with that, that finally they, ended up? The unknown reporting mm-hmm. says under 500000 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um I imagine McDonald's wanted to go away because the last thing you want is a story about how you scalded your customer in the news. <laughs> right. Um, and it's, you know, they don't publish the amounts of settlements, so you don't really know. Um, but apparently they, you know, I mean, they was, you know, yeah, you're not usually you don't pay. Yeah, significant. More <laughs> yeah, than exactly. fifty thousand, I well, would say. I mean, assume. even <laughs> cases with Walmart slip and falls, I mean, they litigate everything. They're, you know, notorious for that. And, you know, you you have to be ready to go all, you know, the full distance in court to be able to get a lot of these, you know, like David and Goliath uh, scenarios to even pay out at all if you do ever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh it's it, it's just really hard to be able to game, you know, how a how a jury's gonna react and then if you get you know, the Goliaths that will, you know, fight tooth and nail to give anything as a matter of principle, you, you're you going to be litigating for a long time. And you may be buried in all kinds of discovery and everything else. And, you know. Well, that's that's why people settle. Litigation's yeah. too expensive. It takes too long. Right. I mean, like the uh, the other case we want to talk about, the Exxon case, mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was uh, you know, obviously a much Local. more complex case. But that was out in uh, Jacksonville, I think. Right. Yeah. And uh, that was a case that Exxon had dumped, you know, had accidentally leaked gas. 
and only uh, twenty five thousand gallons into well contaminated, water. <laughs> contaminated the aquifer. Yeah. Um, they leak it in two thousand six. Um, but a case that big takes a while to get to trial. So they filed suit about a year later, and the trial took six months um, in 2011, and uh, from January to June. Mm-hmm. And the uh, subsequent appeals got them an appellate opinion in February 2013, and that was probably pretty fast as appellate opinions go. It only took a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they won and lost their uh, their $1.5 billion verdict. Um, and that's, you know, I think people don't, I mean, that's obviously, those cases are a lot slower. Um, but people don't realize that the year and a half appeal is actually pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, that may be a little expedient. Actually, we have a call coming in. Vicki and Towson, she has uh, something to say about uh, photos of burns. Hi, Vicki, you're on the air. What can we do for you today? Hi. Um, I, I just turned on the radio, so I came in partially through your conversation, but, you know, everybody thought that was such a frivolous lawsuit about the McDonald's um, elderly woman that was burned, but I saw photos on the internet of her burns and oh, they yes. were unbelievable. And so I think sometimes you hear these things and you think, oh, you know, someone's just trying to get money. But I believe that woman eventually died from, not from complications from it, but she never fully recovered. She you are correct. Healthy. Yeah, um, if you ever have a chance and you're still interested, you want to look at the documentary called Hot Coffee. Um, they talk with the daughter of the late of uh, Liebeck and you know, they were saying how that she was, you know, very energetic for her age, and she was doing a lot of gardening, a lot of things outside, and couldn't be kept down up until the point where she got burned by the coffee. After she was quote unquote fully recovered, she still uh, didn't have the energy that she used to had prior to the incident. Right. Uh, you know, and right. she, her quality of life went down for the last few years of her life. Yeah. Well, you, you generally don't when you have those kind of horrific injuries in your old age. Most people don't recover. That's the, the sad truth. Is you know, it doesn't. When you know, when you're 25 and you have get badly injured, then you bounce back. But when you're Maybe. 65 or 70, <laughs> yeah. then usually you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the pictures of the scalding yeah. and the the blistering. I mean, it was yeah, they she, were really horrific. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. they're, they're they're hard to look at. Yeah, she uh, de- she deserved it. You yeah, know, she deserved to get that money. I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and also too, if, if from the medical reports inside of the documentary, she 16 percent of her body had burns. And six uh, percent of those uh, of those of her body was covered in third degree burns. Mm. Um, you know, she would uh, basically she was sitting in the front seat of her uh, grandson's uh, Ford Probe, and she was and didn't have any cup holders, so didn't, they didn't have they, those in the eighties. Yeah, didn't have those in the eighties. Oh, only on the you know higher end vehicles. So she popped the lid off to put cream and sugar in, and that's when you know the the catastrophe happened. Yeah. And it just uh, it it basically uh, all the heat got absorbed into her sweatpants she was wearing, and they cooked both of her legs. No. It also highlights how, you know, the way the media reports on these legal cases changes how they're perceived. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that the, the McDonald's coffee case is the poster for uh, tort reform mm-hmm. and for limiting juries from doing what they want mm-hmm. um, is because they don't print pictures of the, of the burns. If they po- printed pictures of the burns, I mean, aside from that, they probably, like, no one would read their papers because everyone would be throwing up. Right. But if they did mm-hmm. that, then people would be much more on board with the verdict and think McDonald's got off light um, right. because the burn pictures are horrific. And I don't recommend Googling them because, like, they're, you know, no. Yeah. I I, they're, they're hard to look at. Yeah, I, 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 I as part of the research, I looked at it too. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. So yeah, exactly. it was a little bit more. Yeah, she was a little bit more horrifically yeah. harmed than what most people thought. So, thanks so th- for the call, Vicky. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Vicky. Thank you. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. So yeah, go, you know, going back to the uh, you know, to everything with this case, I mean, you know, 
people have a disconnect when they, you know, when they, you know, they hear about the case, they're thinking, you know, like everybody spilled coffee in their car before. Right. You know, maybe you get a little bit of a burn, right? right. But it's not to that extent. You move on with your day. So everybody figures that Liebeck was like, you know, cha-ching, I'm going to go collect some money out of this. And it was just, she was really badly injured. Yeah. And, you know, that was just a, you know, I think that's just a, a part of the larger problem that you know all the all the news media's have their own axe to grind wherever they want to go, whether they're on the right side or the left side. You just you know I know Yosef and I have disagreements over this quite often, but you know I always worry about the bias of where they're coming from before I you know figure out where that is, and you know that's probably a show for another day. But oh no, it's it's definitely <laughs> a show for another day. But I think what's 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 you know what's important. The reason anyone cares about a verdict over spilled coffee in New Mexico in 1994 <laughs> is because people use this as an example. Um, I think wrongly of juries of juries running away, and you know moving to Maryland. Maryland has a, a opinion. It's there's uh, Exxon v. Albright and Exxon v. Ford, right. because Exxon poisoned everyone's water, as we mentioned before. They poisoned, mm. you know, they, they they destroyed, they contaminated an aquifer, mm. um, and they got the jury hit them for five hundred million compensatory and about a billion dollars of punitive, which is like one point five billion dollar verdict, and the. That's the jury return. And the Court of Appeals threw basically all of it out. And that's what's – it's kind of a fascinating thing in the larger discussion of what lawyers do is the um, the role of the jury in that. Um, because it, we know what the jury thought when we asked them, did you know Exxon commit fraud? Um, the jury said yes. Right. And the jury also said a billion dollars will make this right. And the court system just says no. The court system – and that's a larger trend that's going on more and more is that courts are getting allergic to juries. Right. Um, the because, court overruled. Yeah, the court overturned the award, the award mm-hmm. threw most of it out, and when it threw it out, when you read the opinion, they basically said um, you can't rely. Uh, you, they, they hadn't relied on any of Exxon's statements. It wasn't fraudulent because Exxon, you know, never they never changed their behavior, um, and you know that they couldn't recover for emotional distress because you know Exxon poisoned all their water. Um, well, I and, think part of it too was they, they, maybe the court was trying to buffer from you know the, maybe the jury's opinion that. Exxon was this global entity that could afford that kind of award and should be punished for whatever. Maybe they should be punished for the Valdez and any other bad things they have done. And plus, you know, these are our friends and neighbors over here in Jacksonville. And at the time, they were, I think, the most profitable company in oh, the yeah, world by far. Yeah, being I, Exxon is a good business. Yeah, um, right. You know, I, I wish I could be Exxon because it's so rich. Yeah. Um, but it captures, though, like when people when you people look at it, then they say, oh, Exxon got soaked because Exxon was rich. Mm. Um, they say, well, Exxon, you know, that the court, you know, you'll hear cynics say, oh, the court overturned it because Exxon is a gigantic megacorp. And the last mm. thing you want is to get a reputation for being the kind of state where you can, you know, cause a gas leak and have to pay $1.5 billion. Right. Um, and, but it's fascinating in a larger sense because essentially what the court said is that they, um, that they were unwilling to go let the jury's, you know, the jury results stand in any meaningful way. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, so, uh, we should, uh, continue this conversation after the break. We do need to make sure we take care of our sponsors, give them a chance to talk, and, uh, we'll be more after this. Call us for questions. <laughs> 
dry and windy for the remainder of the afternoon on this Sunday with some sunshine and temperatures in the mid to upper 50s. Some of the wind gusts out of the northwest may reach 20 or 25 miles per hour and in a partly cloudy sky overnight as the low drops down to 39. We'll get warmer on Monday tomorrow, mostly sunny and breezy with a high of 69 degrees and a beautiful start to May on Tuesday with a sunny sky and a high temperature reaching the upper 70s and even warmer Wednesday with a high temperature in the mid 80s. I'm Jeff Marr from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBS. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. If you're currently thinking about buying a home or refinancing your mortgage, it is very important to choose a solid, reputable title company to handle your real estate closing. And one of the best around is Summit Title Company. Summit Title has handled thousands of real estate closings in Maryland since 1985. And they are committed to the highest level of service at competitive fees. They're owned and managed by experienced real estate attorneys who work with a dedicated professional staff to ensure smooth quality service for each transaction. Summit Title is located in the heart of Towson, but their settlement officers travel to any location in Maryland that is convenient for closing. So if you or someone you know is buying a home or refinancing a mortgage, you should contact Summit Title Company. Their phone number is 410-583-5353. Or you can find them online at summittitlecompany.net. As a small business owner, keeping up with the ever-changing marketing and social media trends can be difficult and time-consuming. Let SK Creative Solutions take the responsibility off of your plate. At SK Creative Solutions, they offer various marketing services such as social media management, website design, search engine optimization, and graphic design. SK Creative Solutions is a one-stop shop for all of your small business marketing and advertising needs. Grow your business today with the power of social media and website marketing. Visit skcreativesolutions.com for more information. Most doctors are not trained to diagnose and treat hidden car accident injuries like muscle spasms, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The problem is that soft tissue injuries are not always visible on x-rays. One of the best ways to detect hidden injuries is a thermography scan. Call Dr. Mitch Adolph, D.C. at 1711 York Road, Lutherville, 1-800-511-BACK to schedule your free thermography scan. Space is limited. Call 800-511-BACK today to schedule your free thermography scan. With the ubiquity of smartphones, we see the ever-present distractions everywhere. But if you want a more informative connection, check out the news at the top and 30 minutes past the hour. Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and at WCBM.com. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. 
Welcome back on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Hopefully the sun's peeking out there somewhere. We have no windows in here. so we'll When is it. spring going to come, by the way? Does Law Talk have an answer to this? I'm uh, so sick of this I, uh, cold weather. I, you know, I, just, I want a reason to be able to take a top off of a convertible. We oh, haven't had one yet. They right? teased us yesterday, and then today, whew. So getting back to uh, to Law Talk here, uh, we would like to have some callers in to discuss some of the cases that we're talking about and juries. So uh, the numbers to call in is 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680, or 1-800-922-6680. And um, we've been talking a little bit about the uh, Exxon case from a few years back in Jacksonville here, and, you know, and the and how the juries uh, interact with different cases. So, um, Yosef, we were uh, talking a little bit off the air uh, a moment ago about, you know, different jurisdictions have, I guess, reputations for for lawyers. You know, some, you know, if you have a jury trial in one jurisdiction, you're, you know, you're patting yourself on the back as a plaintiff's attorney. Uh, and others, you know, you're patting yourself on the back if you have to have the defendant. So, so one of the, the, the fascinating things about the business, because that's, what Exxon also is is a story about how I think Peter Angelos's law firm won, a, won and lost, you know, uh, like $500 million on this verdict. Is it the, the jur- lawyers in all jurisdictions are looking at their jury pools? Like by reputation, and again, no one's actually quantified this, and I'm not sure it's quantifiable because there isn't a large enough sample size, but statistic disclaimers aside, <laughs> like Baltimore County has a reputation for being a very pro-defendant jur- jurisdiction. Right. Um, they are unlikely to award large amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore City, by contrast, you know, just of mine, mm-hmm. I grew up on that borderline, right. um, has a reputation for being very generous um, and it being willing to award large amounts of damages. Um, I don't know, but that's part of what, you know, when you look at these jury verdicts, that's part of what goes into the decision to try the case to a jury. Right. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's something people don't, people, when they look at jurors, they don't realize that the different jury pools actually matter. Right. Um, there's a big difference between being hit by a car in Baltimore City or Baltimore County. And, like, for me, that was, you know, five minutes, the line was five minutes from my house growing up. Right. And there, there's a huge difference there. Well, I think... Hearing that, I think it's probably, and I'm doing a plug for you guys, it's probably important to to have an attorney that understands the different jurisdictions and who's paying and, and, and what, what avenue to take and what road to take. It's definitely in the calculus when I'm talking to a client. Yeah. Um, you know, if if they're telling me their incident happened in one jurisdiction over another, in the back of my mind, I'm already thinking about likelihood of settling or if we have to go, you know, the long road through a jury trial. Um are we are we going to be you know going through this for six months and then maybe not have anything? Right. We don't know. And you could definitely gamble a little bit better and say, okay, in this jurisdiction, if I have the plaintiff, I'm going to get a lower award, or I might get not get an award, or versus that jurisdiction where, wow, you know, you know, this is like hitting the lottery. This is a great client to have. Right. But there's always that question. Yeah. I mean. You know, does it matter any anything for you, Yosef, when you're defending with the different insurance companies? I mean, does that come into your calculus yep. as well? When you're, it, it's a certainly it's certainly a factor when you're representing an insurer that, especially on uninsured motorist cases where the insurer gets named, um, that you don't want to. Insurers are considered unpopular, um, and everyone everyone in the insurance industry is afraid. Again. I've never seen statistics, and you should always be skeptical of conventional wisdoms. Right. That jury juries hate insurers, and that jurors will soak insurers because they'll say, "Oh, you know, does uh, does Allstate really need the money? Well, the plaintiff looks hurt, so I guess he needs the money. So what we're going to do is we're going to give the plaintiff a lot of money, and Allstate won't miss it because Allstate is like eighty-seven billion dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a 
that's a real consideration that, that people make in calculating to when they when they start looking at jury verdicts and trying to predict it. Um, and I mean, I certainly know there are some people who are kind of cynical about Exxon being soaked for one point five billion and say that Exxon was unfairly soaked. Now, mm-hmm. there's other people who say that Exxon poisoned people's water and there should be consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were there were consequences, and the Court of Appeals, you know, stepped in to save them. Right. Um, and but it, it captures how people, the way people, when they look at their jury verdicts, um, people, one person's you know soaking is another person's runaway jury is right. another person's fair and I, just reward. I can't remember. Did anybody know the percentage? What that one point five billion settlement? What, what what percentage of that was their actual revenue? I, I it probably wasn't because I know I felt. Right. Make them pay because I right. lived in the community when it happened and um, I was very upset and angry about it and felt that, you know, the outsider looking. Well, in. I mean, it you know it's it, it also goes to our biases. You know, we see these large corporations. We you know in the back from my at least John's in mind. I don't know if Yosef remembers Valdez. He might not have been. Uh, <laughs> he was still in diapers. Probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, I remember being a kid in school, seeing yeah, all the all old the slicks and all the birds oh, and everything else, awful. and like. Man, that sounds a yeah. bunch of jerks. Yeah, you know, right. but like, you know, I mean, then again, I, you know, when I got my license, I'd go fill up an Exxon. Yeah, so, you know, because <laughs> you know, it was the closest gas station. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's it's always you know in the back of the, the t- attorney's mind, you know, what their jury pool is going to be, what biases they're bringing in, and you know, this might actually segue into our uh, to our caller. Uh, we have Sherry calling about. Lawyers change your mind on cases. Let's see what she wants to talk about. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for calling in. Hi. I was just trying to find out um, if there was any purpose to when a person's been told they've been awarded X amount of money, they receive a partial payment, and they're going to get it in installments. And then the person passed away, and then they told the family, oh, well, he wasn't going to get it anyway. I mean, is that... Does that happen? Um, can, uh, explain a little bit more for us. I think we're trying to keep up here. It was a class action suit where he was involved in with the um, white lung stuff. Uh, asbestosis? Asbestosis, yeah. Okay. So uh, someone had uh, taken part in a, in a uh, class action. They took part in a settlement, maybe a structured settlement. Is that what it was? Exactly. Okay. And then uh, sometime bef- before uh, receiving... The full amount he passed, passed away? away. Exactly. Okay. I mean, to me, that that was the settlement becomes part of his estate. I I don't know. The settlements are those, those stuff are very complicated, and right. I've never read one. Um, oh, they may have had some sort of like cutout. Usually, what happens is you wind up with tiers of people with different levels of potential injury. Um, I, you know, I would you need to talk to the lawyer who handled that part of the class action. Yeah, because I don't, I that's something that's too complicated to even eyeball. I don't know where like where he fit in and how bad the yeah, injury. Usually, have like it. you know level one for this kind of injury, level two for that kind of injury. You know, going from like yeah. the minimum all the way up to the worst case scenario where somebody literally died, and then they give different payouts. Exactly with different, yeah, and they they may have contingent results. Right, and then it may, you know it may be something like if. You know, there may have been some sort of cutout in the agreement where, you know, if somebody passes away as as a result of something other than related to the, the asbestosis, maybe the payout cuts off or something. Exactly. You know, we they're, we they're, don't know without looking yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean, without we, looking at the actual agreement. I think of that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's the thing. But I would suggest 
reaching out to the attorney that was dealing with that person's uh, settlement and getting all the documents. And then, uh, you know, feel free to, um, if you do get a hold of documents and you want a free look, you know, by all means, you know, contact me off the air and we'll, you know, take a look and see if there is anything we can do to help clarify things because, you know, that's something we have, you know, no experience with as far as selling a class action ourselves. And that's a very specialized area of law. But, you know, if you want a free look at something, we're always glad to help. Thanks for calling in today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a a little bit of a different, you know, a different end of things there. Yeah. I've never heard of a class action suit while you you, you get involved and you end up getting, it's 50 cents, you know, because it's split by 100,000 people. Class actions are a fascinating thing. It's like they're very similar to, you know, people's complaints about runaway jury verdicts. People also complain about class actions. And they complain because when you see a normal class action, usually what happens is that, like, you know, people will sue Subway because there isn't enough, you know, there's enough coffee in the, there's enough, uh, there isn't enough, uh, length of the sub. And the lawyers will then take all the money and give everyone a coupon. Right. Um, and it's, a, it's another very common complaint similar to the complaint about runaway juries. And, you well, know, I'm I mean, sure there are some runaway juries, but I think it's often, you know, often exaggerated. Well, I, I come from the other side, you know, side of this because, um, actually I had my, um, my mom was involved in a class action lawsuit with breast implants. Mm. You know, she had, uh, she had had cancer and the doctors were like, hey, get a breast implant. Right. And then things went wrong. You know, without getting into all the details there, but whatever. But then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, she felt like she was, you know, pushed in from, you know, first they were like her attorneys were saying, hey, you know, you're, you've got a great case. Great, great. You know, you're going to we're going to ask for millions of dollars. And then next thing she knows, she's involved in a class action saying she's going to be a part of this tier. And then once she signs up for it, then the settlement ends up being something different. Mm-hmm. And then the companies all file bankruptcy and they're all in Chapter 11 reorganization. Who knows if she's ever going to get paid wow. a dime? So yeah. I mean, there's where the system seems to where it could break down no, for a plaintiff. Yeah. No, exactly. it's, it's a very complicated. It's a very complicated subject ministry of law it's you know usually done by specialists usually with i'm told with uh with massive support staffs mm-hmm. and the support staffs will you know to go reach out to these massive classes and it's you know widely criticized it is in itself a fascinating institution mm-hmm. because for all those problems also the only way that people get help that corporations and um People who commit widespread wrongs ever get held accountable for them. Right, and sometimes if they do get held accountable, they find a way out, like bankruptcy. But you know, what can you what can you do? It's part of the system. Um, keep well, the questions coming. Yeah, right? keep the questions coming. The number is four one zero nine two two sixty six eighty or one eight hundred nine two two sixty six eighty. And we're going to go away for break right now and call us when we get back. Synergy Realty Company LLC is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com or call them 
776-1846. As a small business owner, keeping up with the ever-changing marketing and social media trends can be difficult and time-consuming. Let SK Creative Solutions take the responsibility off of your plate. At SK Creative Solutions, they offer various marketing services such as social media management, website design, search engine optimization, and graphic design. SK Creative Solutions is a one-stop shop for all of your small business marketing and advertising needs. Grow your business today with the power of social media and website marketing. Visit skcreativesolutions.com for more information. After all the sleep you cost your mom through the years, it's time to give it all back. I'm Scott Tannen, founder of Bolin Branch. This Mother's Day, give your mom the gift she deserves. Great sleep on Bolin Branch sheets. Our sheets are handcrafted from 100% organic cotton. They get softer over time. We guarantee she'll love them. She can try them risk-free for 30 nights. Now through Mother's Day, get $50 off your first set plus free shipping at BolinBranch.com. Promo code SLEEP. That's BolinBranch.com. Promo code SLEEP. Mr. President, meet Alexa. Hi there. Does she speak Russian? Go ahead and ask her. Alexa, say no collusion in Russian. <laughs> now say, Alexa. Uh, right. Okay, got it. All right. Alexa, set my alarm to nuke North Korea. No, at stop. Alarm set to fire nuclear weapon. Is she kidding? Like this. Alexa, set my alarm to play Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Alarm set. I like this chick. You may want to duck and cover. Oh, crap. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back for our, our last little segment of the hour. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about juries, but, you know, one of the funner uh, topics we should bring up is, you know, there's, you know, it's your civic duty to become part of a jury. But, you know, every once in a while, things may happen where you want to try to maybe avoid said jury uh, duty. Um, Most common question ever. Like, like I got to work for a living? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, you know, it is your civic duty. They figure you got to figure out a way to, you know, to pay for yourself while you're in jury trials. Absolutely. But some of these juries, will, you know, these trials will last a very long time. Well, I've been on two back when I lived in the city for attempted murders, and they were three days each. Wow. Um, and no, it was fast. I loved it. I mean, I didn't just love it because I was already on my track to becoming a lawyer. I mean, I was right. I was about to be in law school in one, and I just finished law school together, and it was amazing if you like looked at this as, as like continuing education. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed the experience. <laughs> but I'm told that most of the people apparently don't like being on juries and want to not get picked. And I've had like 10 people been like, Joseph, <laughs> how'd you keep off the jury? Um, and it's actually a fairly simple thing to do. If you're in a criminal case, then you say that you believe the police more than an ordinary citizen. <laughs> and at that point, you're probably getting struck on, struck for cause, but you're also, you're, if you say, if you can say that with, to the, to the court, the defense attorneys are going to strike you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, I've certainly, I've seen people revert to a wide variety of subterfuges to avoid it. Right. Um, but that's the one that doesn't involve the, the least outrageous line because most, <laughs> most people who are asking me could say that with a mostly straight face. Right. Um, and it's a way to, it's a way people avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it certainly means I've had friends who have, you know, who had walked into court and swore that they were raised too racist to be on a jury because they would say anything to get out. And I always <laughs> thought that was like too, okay. uh, that was, uh, too pathetic for words. Well, but, we have, uh, we, let's, let's take a, a pause from this conversation. We got a call from Chad in Catonsville, uh, something about a locker in a bank that's no longer there. Uh, hey, Chad, this is Bill. How are you doing today? 
Hi, Bill. This is a very strange case. Um, I have a, I'm not going to name the bank, but I got a locker. I got both the keys. I went there a few years earlier um, to get some stuff out, and uh, I couldn't find the locker. I'm usually very busy, so I couldn't get there. And uh, now I got a, um, uh, this one notice from uh, the bank saying that they're closing down all the lockers, so come and pick up all your stuff. And I go back there, and uh, again, they can't find the locker. They don't know where it is. Uh, the um, locker number also they can't find. Uh, I've been to the State Department everywhere running pillar to post, mm -hmm. but nobody is um, able to help me. And finally, mm -hmm. now they send me a letter about a lost locker. And uh, I am now at my wish end to uh, remember what all stuff I had. It was old jewelry, old coins, and everything. Well, so I guess, so it's like a safe deposit box. You'd put some things in there, and yeah. a long time ago, it probably sounds like because you because yeah. you don't even remember, recall what was all in there. Yeah. Um, did you have some sort of like payment agreement with them, a contract, that, in yeah, order to? Everything because I'm a platinum customer, they automatically uh, give me the free locker. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to hold on because we have a, a little bit of a longer commercial break coming up. We're going to put you on hold and we're going to come back and we'll discuss this a little bit longer. You have a minute to wait? Yeah, okay. I All right. will. Thank you. All right, so we're getting ready to go back to uh, commercials. we got news coming up for after the top of the hour, and then we'll get back to Chad in Catonsville uh, with this locker issue. Thanks. Stimulating talk and breaking news on Talk Radio 680 WCBM, Baltimore, and WCBM.com. Waiting for the next step. I'm Paul Stevens, Fox News. Members of Congress and the administration hoping that any progress made with North Korea is legitimate and lasting. More on that live now from Fox's Grinnell Scott. And Paul, no date or location is set, but National Security Advisor John Bolton says a meeting between President Trump and Kim Jong-un will happen and yield results. And I think people around the world have already given him credit for establishing the preconditions for this to happen in the first place. But Senate Democrat Chris Coons of Delaware says he'll reserve credit until a meeting actually happens. So if President Trump's strategy succeeds with North Korea, succeeds with Iran, um, that's in our country's best interest. Both men on Fox News Sunday. New Secretary of State Mike Pompeo met with Kim earlier this month when he was CIA Director Paul. Grinnell, Pope Francis hailing what he called the courageous commitment undertaken by leaders from North and South Korea, the pond of telling the faithful and saying Peter squared today that he praises the leader's aim to, quote, achieve a path of sincere dialogue.
slog for a Korean peninsula free of nuclear arms. Big move in the wireless world. T-Mobile agreeing to buy Sprint in an all-stock deal for $26 billion that would combine the number three and four U.S. wireless carriers and cap four years of on and off talks. T-Mobile CEO John Ledger in a company video claiming the deal would create robust competition and lower prices across wireless, video, and broadband. A company that will create thousands of new American jobs and the only company with the capacity to quickly create a broad and deep nationwide 5G network. That deal potentially creating a customer base, a carrier rather, with more than 120 million customers. Verizon and AT&T are the numbers one and two wireless companies currently. New Secretary of State Mike Pompeo now in Jordan after meeting in Israel today with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. You're listening to Fox News Fair and Balanced. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Hundreds of Central American migrants arriving at the U.S. border for a planned mass attempt to apply for political asylum. Migrant activists, though, warning that the asylum process could take up to a year and possibly result in separating adults from their children. A suspect due in court tomorrow in connection with the shooting death of a Maine sheriff's deputy. State Police Lieutenant John Coates says they tracked 29-year-old John Williams to a camp Saturday about 12 miles from where Somerset County Sheriff's Corporal Eugene Cole's body was found. Throughout the week, we found tracks that appeared to be fresh and just continued to confirm our fact that we had him contained in that area. Sheriff Dale Lancaster says they used the dead deputy's handcuffs for the arrest. We did use Corporal Cole's handcuffs. I felt that it was fitting where he killed my deputy. Deputy Cole was 62 years old. Joe Chiaro, Fox News. Yet another milestone for the Simpsons. Animated series The Simpsons continues to set television records. The series will now pass Gunsmoke for the most number of episodes for a primetime scripted series, 636. The longtime TV Western ran from 1955 to 1975. That had 635 episodes during its 20 year run. The Simpsons have been on TV for almost 29 years, having debuted in December of 1989. The Simpsons have been the center of controversy regarding the character of Apu lately and his portrayal on the show in the wake of a documentary that criticized the character as a stereotype. Michelle Polino, Fox News. A Russian mixed martial arts fighter with connections to President Trump, the president's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, and Russian President Vladimir Putin was questioned this week by the FBI. That's according to his manager. Fedor Emelianenko was questioned by agents who met him in his hotel room last Tuesday in Chicago. I'm Paul Stevens, Fox News Radio. 
Some sunshine wrapping up the afternoon with temperatures in the mid to upper 50s as winds gust down to the northwest at times. Then a partly cloudy sky tonight with a low of 39. It will be sunny and warmer on Monday starting off the work week with a high of 69. And the warming trend continues Tuesday with some more sun and a high reaching the upper 70s. I'm Jeff Marr from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBF. Boss, there's a photographer out here who wants to do a piece on Jimmy John's for her magazine. What kind of piece? Uh, well, she heard about a clothing optional delivery policy and, uh... Oh, did he tell her the naked driver incident was a momentary misunderstanding? Yes, sir, but... Did he tell her it's our meats that are going all natural, not our drivers? Yes, sir, that's not... Did you tell her Jimmy John's is committed to serving sandwiches with only the finest all-natural ham, roast beef, salami, bacon, and real fresh turkey breast? Yes, sir, I did, sir. So she wants to photograph our sandwiches? No, sir. Actually, she wants to do a calendar. A what? A calendar. You know, the men of Jimmy John's. Dibs on January. Hi, Tom Bodette. If Motel 6 were an article of clothing, it would have to be a pair of jeans. Nothing that would bedazzle a fashionista, mind you. Just a comfortable American classic that would rather have more in the pockets than on them. That's Motel 6. Nothing fancy, just a clean, comfortable room for a great low price. And with the money you save, you can maybe get yourself a jean jacket, too. See you at the fashion show. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel 6 the WCBM studios are sponsored by Safe Retirement Solutions. Call Rod Baroy today at 410-266-1120 or on the web at saferetirementsolutions.com. Law Talk with Bill Sherwood is brought to you by Sherwood Legal Services. The lawyers on air are not able to give advice about any given person's legal problem over the air. Giving legal advice requires confidentiality. Attorney-client privilege won't protect conversations literally being broadcast from a radio. If you call into this show, the attorneys don't represent you unless you sign a retainer. No paperwork, no representation. You have no expectation of privacy or attorney-client privilege on a call. This is a live broadcast. It does not get less confidential than this. The attorneys can't predict how any given legal matter will turn out. Lawyers give legal advice. They can't give you tailored advice about your legal problems without an in-person interview. Please call in with your general legal questions. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back. Uh, we're in our final half hour of the show here. Uh, before we went to break, we were uh, talking to Chad about a legal issue with a, law, uh, a lost locker uh, at a, uh, some bank. And I started picking his brain off the air, and I realized that he probably needed help, more help than what he could get off uh, on the radio show. So we took his information. If anyone else wants to call in and has any questions, we would love to hear from you. The numbers to call in, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680, or 1-800-922-6680. And um, looks like we are have a, we have an active uh Listener uh, base today, we have got another call coming in in a moment. Um, but before we get to that, um, we're going to set up the next segment. Uh, we were t- speaking a little bit about how to get out of jury trials, but there's also something that normally um, uh, attorneys aren't supposed to really speak much about is the uh, jury nullification. Mm-hmm. And I know this is something that Yosef is, is a hot topic he so, likes to talk about. Yeah. So, 
my one of the ways to keep yourself off a jury is to say that you're willing to engage in jury nullification. Jury nullification is the idea that a jury might just ignore the law and either convict or acquit someone based on, you know, their general feelings or, for example, the drug laws. It's actually allegedly it's a common problem um, in regards to the drug laws, especially about marijuana, because many people, especially today, are increasingly uh, are increasingly dislike the way that the drug laws have been enforced. Um, where you, people will say, will you enforce, you know, will you enforce the ban on marijuana? And people will say, no. If you give me a marijuana case back when it was illegal, then I'll acquit because I think it's a stupid law. Right. And you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to make that argument. And I think that allowing juries to do that is, like, they used to instruct juries that they could do that before, like, 1980. Right. Then they decided it was unconstitutional to tell juries that they could ignore the law because <laughs> they might ignore the bit about reasonable doubt. Um, right. And, on the whole, it's very corrosive to a system if the fact finder is going to say, oh, well, that's a nice law you have there, but <laughs> I really hate so-and-so, so he's guilty. Right. Um, and so it's a corrosive thing, but it's also, I think, part of the kind of the wider history of the American jury experience. And right. one of the things juries do, both in practice and in political theory, is operate as checks on the ability of the state to actually implement its laws. Because if your law is unpopular enough, then somehow the jury can never find evidence for it. Right. And there's, uh, there's a lot of... Um you know, a, a lot of the more infamous cases where people have, you know, they had a stack of evidence against them, but the jury was like, you know, we don't want him. Uh, we, we don't want this guy to go to jail. You know, one, of the, to jail. one of the first and, you know, kind of the most prominent historically ones is printers accused by the British government back before the revolution of printing sedition materials. Mm-hmm. And they'll have juries who are like, sedition, what sedition? Right. Um, and acquitted them, um, even though they were obviously guilty. <laughs> um, but they were guilty of, you know, of wanting to start this American revolution to establish a republic. Yes. And when it's people we like, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, that wise jury. Uh, but, well, you know, I mean, you know, I don't mean, like, they're like, oh, my God, jury nullification. Well, the winners always write the history books, so. Well, it's not always true. <laughs> but. I always thought that you could be held contempt of court for not following instructions, so, so I guess that's not the case. Uh, no, they, con- can't, they can't hold you in contempt for quitting. Kind of leading a little bit into the political realm here. We'll see what this caller's about. Uh, first caller is uh, Michael in Northwest Baltimore. Michael, you're on the air. What can we talk about today? Well, what prompted my call was the uh, disclaimer that you guys just played about uh, attorney-client privilege. And I wanted to know if you would discuss with the listeners uh, how uh, egregious this uh, invasion of that privilege is in terms of Donald Trump and Michael Cohen. Okay. The, uh, the people uh, raiding Michael Cohen's office and getting all those uh, those. Uh, uh, private documents. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have two takes on this, uh, Yosef's and mine, and then let John uh, chime in on whatever way he feels. Um, you know, first off, I mean, we're, you know, our goal is not to tra- uh, tread into any kind of politics on the show because we're trying to stay focused on the matters of law. But that being said, with that disclaimer, uh, you know, we're not trying to take any position on either for pro or against Trump, but the. Um, uh, on my on my side of it, if the uh, obtaining of Cohen's documents is is only politically motivated, if it's only politically motivated and there's no substance beyond it, they're actually pos- you know taking us down a road where um, you know you, they are eroding our Sixth Amendment right to counsel. That's that's only if it's politically motivated. If there's any any reason of any you know if any kind of crime happening, then we're in a different area. And I'll let Yosef go to that. So. First, we don't know all the facts because the prosecutors don't leak, so we don't know why they even got the warrant. Um, and 
so when you look at the, the wider legal question, attorney-client privilege is an absolute. So if you come to me as a lawyer and you say, Yosef, I'm planning to go murder Jim, can you help? That's not privileged. If you say, Yosef, I'm busy running an elaborate drug deal, will you be my conciliary? Um, that, that also, that's not privileged. And there's, there's an exception for ongoing crimes. Right. Um, and there's a procedure for searching an attorney's office. It is occasionally invoked. I've heard it being invoked down here a few times. Um, the process is, is laid out. You have to go through, you know, very high up the Justice Department hierarchies. Um, right. It's not done lightly, and you need to get a warrant from a judge. Um, someday, I'm sure, this will all be released, and there will be yet more tell-all books. Um, and we'll actually be able to answer what happened and why they did this. But we have very then, limited yeah, information. Until then, they don't, they don't tell you, they don't tell the public. Um, and without knowing why they did it, then we all we can say is, oh, there's a procedure where there are ways that your attorney can lose his privilege. But we don't know, we don't know what he did or what it's connected to or how this happened. And there's nothing to do but wait until they finally tell us what happened, which, you know, hopefully they will someday. So when you call into a legal show and you ask lawyers a question, you're about to get a non-answer. So there's your non-answer. <laughs> um, but I mean, so, it's a very, very hairy area, and I'm watching it because I'm worried about it if it was politically motivated. But if it's not, you know, it, it's a whole different ballpark. So thanks for giving us a call in, Michael. Um, and next we have uh, a caller um, with a question about disability law in Baltimore City. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? Good. How's it going today? Good. I have a quick question for you. I have a disability policy that I'm collecting on for a permanent disability and um, my employer, so I work full time but I make much less than I used to so my current disability is paying on a, on a base salary that's about you know, significantly higher than what I'm making now mm-hmm. and they, my employer just offered new like uh, disability insurance that doesn't go through medical underwriting and but they will only approve you if you don't have another policy. So two questions is I'm collecting on it. How do you cancel a policy you're collecting, which would make would make no sense because I'm collecting on it anyway. But mm-hmm. how would I maneuver this so that I can get approved? Um, or is there no way of doing it? Well, I'm going to let the insurance gurus in the room answer this. So, but, well, I, I think your issue it sounds like to me that you're only allowed to. Collect up to sixty percent of your your income on on a disability policy. So well, this is su- this is a supplemental policy. So I have a long term disability policy already through work, mm-hmm. and then there's a supplemental that takes you past the sixty percent. Yeah, I think uh, you may want to. I, I, as far as I know, you can only collect up to sixty percent, whether it's uh, even with stacking. No, I'm policies? sorry. The short, the the supplemental. You're right. That's in addition to um, mm-hmm. your your long term disability. So, but you're trying to collect on on both. Correct? Is that? No, he's trying well, to correct I mean, on one and get another policy. No, no. Well, it's not even that. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Well, they're offering a new. See, my current policy I'm collecting on is going to expire because I only had ten years of benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, with the new policy that they're offering through work, they're saying, but you have to ca- cancel your you're a supplemental that you already have. Right. But Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. already collecting on it, so like that would be like kind of crazy to do because it's. Well, yeah, it, it bec- I think you're you're they're they're talking about violating the sixty percent rule. I think that's the whole issue. Yeah. Um. So. 
over insurance, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, what I would suggest is if you you know have questions about the policies and you want to you know have someone take a look at them, you know, yeah. you just get the information to our uh, to our engineer and then maybe John will take a peek at the I'd, policies. I'd be happy to take a peek at the policy and see, but I I think that's where they're going. But it's certainly worth a, a look. A lot of times the supplemental policies are definitely in addition to. Um, and separate from the, the the individual policies, but there there still is a, a limit on what you can collect on disability specifically. So, I, uh, Steve, uh, stay on hold, and then we're gonna uh, uh, get your information, and we're gonna go on to the next caller. And thank you for calling in. Thanks, okay, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the next caller is um, George, and he's asking about a class action lawsuit. Hi, George. This uh, is yes. Bill. How you doing? Yes, sir. Um, I, uh, I had a defective hip replacement uh, back in, uh, uh, oh gosh, about 2011, and uh, uh, I uh, am a part of a class action lawsuit. It's the Dupuis uh, pinnacle hip replacement issue, uh, okay. I'm sure it, because you've had seen ads on the TV. Right. So um, I engaged a law firm out in San Francisco. I'm, I'm living in this area. I engaged a law firm in San Francisco, and... Uh, They've taken me on as one of their clients. I'm sure there's many other people involved. Right. In but um, uh, I started uh, giving them uh, the information and filing a paperwork back in 2013. And uh, I've, I've seen the legal brief, and my word, it's a fantastic legal brief, at least for my non-lawyer standards. But uh, And they do report to me about every six months of, about the progress of this uh, litigation. Okay. And apparently they, they've been going through a bunch of bellwether trials with some with mixed results. And um, my, my question to you, sir, is um, uh, this has been going on since 2013. Is, this, is it unusual for a class action lawsuit to go on this long? No yeah. way. <laughs> no. Um, unfortunately, uh, these things take a lot of time. Um, okay. You know, I mentioned before that my mom was involved in a class action lawsuit. Um, you know, I first... Uh, heard her talking to lawyers about the breast implant case when I was just learning how to drive. I'm now 45 years old. Okay, and she's oh. still receiving settlement uh, discussions from the bankruptcy from the uh, company. Okay, so uh, it does take that amount of time. Just you know, it sounds like you have great representation. Just hang in there; it'll, it'll get to the end at some point. Yeah, um, like I say, uh, they do communicate. They send me an email about every six months, or maybe every three or four months. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, just a bunch of bellwether trials, and yeah, they're they're involved. doing what they're supposed to do. It sounds like litigation slow. Yeah, I mean, if you're part of a class action lawsuit of about you know five thousand people or so, uh, or whatever it is, you know they've got to go through everybody's case, and there's a yeah. lot of documents there, so uh-huh. it's going to take time. Hey, um, thanks for calling in. We uh, appreciate you listening, and we do got to get to our um, another right. caller, and we have um, thank you. We, um, we also have a commercial break coming up, so after the set of commercials, we'll take our final call, uh, Diane in Middle River, Middle River excuse me, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks. Be part of one of Maryland's treasured traditions. It's the Preakness Balloon Festival, May 11th through May 13th at the Howard County Fairgrounds. This event will include activities aimed toward young children and those young at heart. Activities include handmade crafts, retail and food vendors, Kid Zone, live music on stage both Friday and Saturday, along with tethered and non-tethered balloon rides. You can even renew your wedding vows and take a balloon ride to celebrate. This event is not to be missed. For more information, go to PreaknessBalloonFestival.com. 
That's PreaknessBalloonFestival.com. This year's major sponsors are Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs and Wise Markets. Eat better, spend less, that's wise. This year's Preakness Balloon Festival is brought to you in part by Glory Days Grill, Pearl's Bath and Tile, Chick-fil-A, and by Power Home Remodeling. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. This is Drew Tignanelli, host of Money, Riches, and Wealth, and president of the Financial Consulate. Many of you listened to our show for years and thought about coming to meet with us. With every financial physical I do, I wish you would not wait any longer. The mistakes I consistently see are frustrating. I make this offer... Just do a financial physical, and we'll do the complete analysis in two meetings, and you get to go home with the full plan to determine if the physical was worth the cost. If not, absolutely no charge. We do not sell products. We are comprehensive advisors. If your personal finances are in good shape and we add no value, then the financial physical is free. Do not wait. Get a second opinion and just do a financial physical. I am confident you're going to experience something unique and change your tax plan, your retirement plan, your investments, and much more. Call 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE to schedule your physical or go online to DrewTig.com. That's DrewTig.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. If Motel 6 were an article of clothing, it would have to be a pair of jeans. Nothing that would bedazzle a fashionista, mind you. Just a comfortable American classic that would rather have more in the pockets than on them. That's Motel 6. Nothing fancy, just a clean, comfortable room for a great low price. And with the money you save, you can maybe get yourself a jean jacket, too. See you at the fashion show. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Here's a big secret organic grocery chains don't want you to know. It's called ThriveMarket.com, the largest online store in the country selling exclusively non-GMO organic groceries, all at guaranteed savings of up to 50% off. Their mission is to make healthy living accessible and affordable for everyone. Get started on Thrive Market today and receive 25% off your first order. Go to ThriveMarket.com slash talk. Prices are already discounted up to 50% off, and now they're offering an extra 25% off your first order. That's ThriveMarket.com slash talk. ThriveMarket.com slash talk. If you want to put the smart in your smart speaker, just ask me to play the smartest station I know. She does whatever I tell her. She plays whatever I want. Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back. This is our final segment here. Uh, today we've been talking a lot about jury trials and personal injury cases. 
And uh, we've had been blessed with a lot of callers today. We want to thank the listeners. Uh, we've got one last caller for this final segment. This is Diane in Middle River. Hi, Diane. How can we help you today? Um, I'm being sued by a financial company because okay. um, some uh, due to some uh, um, don't give out sorry. too much information. <laughs> loans that I um, uh, defaulted on. Okay. And, um, so um, I haven't been able to. Um, ha- I'm sorry. No problem. So, I mean, I think you were trying to figure out how to get maybe some pro bono help or something along those lines? Yes. So, a lot of times when a debtor's in a a tough situation, uh, legal aid is a spot for someone to check out to see if they can get some assistance uh, in dealing with the the multiple creditors that are uh, coming after them for whatever loans. The other um, safety for people is the bankruptcy courts. I mean, you know, even if, you know, you have some assets, sometimes a home or a car can be saved, even through uh, bankruptcy. And we are going to be having a bankruptcy attorney coming on in a few weeks here. But if you, uh, you know, I don't know how much information we can give you to get some help on the, on the air today, but we do want to help. So, um, you know, wh- what I'm going to ask you to do is, um, you know, just you know, keep in touch with us here. And um, I want you to get to give your information over to the uh, give your call back over to the engineer. Get your information. I'm going to reach out to you, and maybe I can point you in the right direction to get the right help you need. Okay, because yeah. you know it, it is a tough spot. There's a lot of people that you know find themselves in situations where they can't uh, make sure you know to cover all their things, and they get in over their heads. Um, so you know we'll try to make sure we can point you in the right direction and get you the help you need. Okay, Diane. Okay. Thanks for calling in. We do appreciate you listening. Um, yeah, so the, gonna... uh, the American court system is very fond of letting people walk away from debts. Yeah. And, you know, historically, it used to be much more of a scandal than it is now. Right. Um, but uh, people are becoming more looser and looser about bankruptcies. Yes. Um, um, and uh, as a result, it's it's the general attitude is that people today, people just go bankrupt. Um, and... It means that people just walk away from hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Right. And effectively, it's like a get out of debt free pass. It's like a video game where you hit a reset button. I mean, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And like, you can, you can, you can get credit cards like the day after you finish your bankruptcy these days. Right. It's like no one, they, they used to have an enormous social stigma when ruin your credit for seven years. And now you just have to pay more interest on loans. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at one point, you know, it was like almost like the scarlet letter. You're like, you know, you're like, oh, no, I can't tell my neighbors I'm filing bankruptcy. Now it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. And just as a plug for a future show, uh, in a few weeks, we're going to have uh, when Yosef is uh, is leaving us for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, when Yosef is out for the week, uh, we're going to have a, a bankruptcy attorney that's been um, serving in the, at the bankruptcy court for at least 30 years. His name is Mark Kivitz. And, uh, you know, he's a personal friend. Friend, and uh, he will be very informative on these matters. So uh, look forward to that show. I believe uh, I'll, I'll update the, uh, the Law Talk website with all the schedule. There's, there's nothing better than bankruptcy. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm sure I'll look forward to, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's good. I mean, uh, you know, there's even reports. 
Even reports on the internet that Abraham Lincoln filed bankruptcy a few times, right? I don't think that one's true. Well, you know, it's it's has, a good folk has Donald Trump been through a bankruptcy or two or three or four? They did uh, three business bankruptcies. But businesses yeah. normally, like, that's something that more and more businesses do. Yeah, I mean, I would be um, throwing stones if I didn't, if I said I didn't file a business bankruptcy back because of the real estate stuff. I mean, it's, it's just something that happens, you know? And people yeah. just need to, you know, be able to transition to that. So, um, we're going to be uh, looking at that in the next few weeks. We're going to have another show coming up. It's going to be on estate planning. Um, we've got a, quite a few shows. And next week is going to be uh, a little bit more of a favorite of, a, of my uh, cohorts. And here's going to be the insurance gurus. We're going to be not only joined by John and Yosef, we're going to drag uh, Bob Symes in here, who is uh, the insurance a uh, lawyer for uh, at least 30 years, maybe? Uh, 39. 39 years, yeah. be the yeah. best and, show of all. It'll yeah, be, this will be, be the best the show. One. Yeah, this uh, is it. Uh, you know, I call Bob a friend, and he's also been a great mentor, and he's also been uh, kind enough to, you know, hook me up with some really good office space. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so now, nah, but uh, Great guy. yeah, yeah. Bob is a very knowledgeable on insurance, and we're going to have a good talk on that next week. So we'll be look forward to seeing you here next Sunday from two to three thirty. And thanks for calling in.